It is weird now to see, like, not to like pat ourselves on the back, but it is weird now to see how the Harder Brunch is taking off now because people be like, oh, like, where do I know you from? Like, oh, you probably see me in comedy. Like, no, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. And then I go, podcast, what podcast? Oh, Harder Brunch. Yeah. I was like, oh, well. There you go. And it, it, it's fun. Like, but like, I love being a part of this and uh, I'm asking to renew a, another year. Yeah, are we renewing our Thad subscription? <laughs> I wanted to ask you in front of everybody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like there was a wedding proposal almost. Yeah. Um, Another yes. six months. He, he, did, said he yes. didn't say yes. I'm meeting brunch with my people though. The homie Doc just cooked up a feast and we bout to eat it, bro. Fucked around and has to miss the Mr. lobster with the poutine. Daddy is rolling blow dream. Them boys got down a routine. It's nap town culture. Cooking seven courses. Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion. So sit back, relax, grab a drink and smoke. It's all the brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes. Whoa. Hi, and welcome to the Hard Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slappy, pappy, went, went. Just the market. On the one and twos, <laughs> the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. Slappy, slappy, tinker coffee. <laughs> I, I don't know. I lost it. Upland. Upland. <laughs> uh, Toys R Us. <laughs> Is that a new sponsor? <laughs> yep. They're back. And a very, very special guest with us for the first time in studio from Goose the Market, uh, CEO, owner, operator. What do you call yourself? Meat Man. Meat Man. Yeah. I like that. There you go. Meat Man Chris. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, very, very excited. You were one of the top guests that I always wanted to have on. Oh, yeah. What took you so long? <laughs> you're scared. Um, I'm scared. But, I see uh, you every week. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. You're, you're a busy man. I try to be. You're, yeah, you're a busy man. Yep. You, uh, so uh, for people that don't know, uh, you own uh, now is is it a, is it Goose the Market on down or is it Goose on down? Is it Goose and then Goose the Market and Smoking Goose are both under the umbrella? Yeah, they're separate. I mean, they're under the same like umbrella of a company, but they do two different things. Mm-hmm. You know, very much two different things. So, I mean, obviously Goose the Market was first, mm-hmm. but you know, they're separate. Hard to you know, hard to separate, hard to, hard to understand that, but yeah, yeah. Well, I I I like smoking goose because it's closer to my house. There you go. And so it's yeah. a, it's a quick jaunt down the street for me. Uh, but uh, basically, the way I always describe it to people, because people, I, I I wear the hat all the time, and uh, it's just you guys have some of the best swag out there, <laughs> and uh, I always like to support local. And um, when I had my food truck, I would get a lot of product uh, uh, from you guys, and it was. Always good. Whenever I see it on the menu anywhere, you know, you know it's going to be quality. Uh, but when people ask me too, they're like, "What's that hat?" <laughs> you know, and you have yeah. to kind of reverse engineer it. And like, like, well, it's a high end butcher shop, basically in yep. in uh, Indianapolis. And they're like, "Oh, they make a lot of goose." I'm like, "No, no, <laughs> not at all, <laughs> not at all, not at all." <laughs> I like to keep them guessing, telling exactly what it is. What? Where did the goose come from? Uh, is that actually my wife's nickname growing up she was the caboose and uh had a hard time saying it so i think her sister started calling her the goose she was the last one so. oh. yeah, yeah, yeah that's how it started okay so yeah. it's named after your wife yeah nice. yep yep and then you know like provider for the neighborhood mother goose type situation so it all just kind of worked together oh, you know? okay. yeah okay. i like that but everybody thinks it's all goose it's not that much goose not too much nah octopus so you yeah <laughs> You had the uh, one of your old uh, hats it just said Goose spelled out real big, and I used mm-hmm. to wear that when I was a bartender. But then everyone would call me Goose, <laughs> and then everybody, like, hey Goose, I need another drink, and I was like, I don't like the way that sounds. I don't like the way that feels. <laughs> and so I started wearing just the uh, just the one with the logo on it. And mm-hmm. every once in a while, people will ask, but no one calls me Goose anymore. And I was oh, like, I, I like that. Yeah, the yeah. name calling stopped. Yes. I had I had a shirt of of smoking goose that was I think it was like gold like sausage links. Oh, it was one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was excellent. It looked yeah. like a, like you were wearing like a big gold sausage link necklace. Or oh, whatever. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. 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 My other uh, favorite was Jow Rules, like oh, Jow Bacon. That was a really good one. <laughs> that was a yeah. good one. Yeah. That one didn't last very long. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Jaw Rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So uh, I guess 
let's start at the beginning. How did how did you get into the meat game? What what was your uh, origin story there? I cooked. I mean, I was I was around food growing up from you know middle school. I guess now high school. Okay. High school I started running, so I was always around food. Later, you know, as I kept going, it like progressed into the butchering and all that. But mm-hmm. I mean, growing up, it was just like short order cooking. Yeah, you know, and then did some fine dining later on. And are you from India originally? Yeah, Lawrence. Oh, yeah, okay, I went to Lawrence Central. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, so that's how I started. I worked for the Psalms family growing up. So mm, that was like okay. kind of what got me going. My sister was there and yeah. she got me a job working the counter and then washing dishes and prep and, you know, doing that kind of thing. So, so you did all the, all this, all the spots. Yeah. 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 I mean, through the years. Yeah. yeah. Tried serving, but not really my thing. Yeah. You like to be back at the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I like that. I I always enjoyed that separation. But then I realized you make so much more money working in oh. front of the house, the back of the house. Right. And then I was like, I can figure this out. So, yeah. <laughs> right. so uh, when did you when did you start uh, with uh, the butchery and, and getting into meat? Well, it kind of started like uh, center to plate doing, you know, working for some of the restaurants. I would go into the cut houses in Chicago and like spec out steaks, you know, mm. like center to plate kind of stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're really just like cutting subprimals and portion and stuff but i still you know kind of got into it thought mm. it was cool um and then from there it kind of got into like all right rather than just doing subprimals it's like you know it, it was kind of around the time like whole animal butchery was kind of taking off right so it was yeah. like utilize the whole animal in different ways on your menu it wasn't just about the center cut steak it was like mm-hmm. all right what all can we use from this animal and how many different ways can you use it right yeah so then you're trying to use whole animals at the same pace you know in a restaurant and everybody's ordering the chops or you know everybody's ordering the main cuts so it's like you got to be able to like preserve the rest of it so a lot of it just kind of like slowly happened mm-hmm. you know like in a restaurant scenario you're buying if you're buying a whole pig or mm-hmm. you're buying like a quarter of beef and yeah. it's like man i can sell chops and steaks like crazy yeah but i gotta figure out how to use all these other parts of the animal and honestly that's where you're making your money i mean like you're you were getting better margins on all if you're able to better utilize that whole animal yeah you were making better money on that stuff mm-hmm. uh, so that's like it was kind of out of necessity in the restaurants of yeah. starting to do like you know curing and smoking just so it lasts longer brining you know working stuff into deli sandwiches you know all that kind of stuff so that you could do more than just steaks and chops you know mm-hmm. so that's kind of like uh where it began, you know, and then yeah. from there it was making salami and fermenting and drying and, but that came later, you know, I mean, that's like trial and error, try not to screw it up type situation. I mean, it's a little bit more difficult. It took some, you know, more time to learn that stuff. So what, what was like the leap into the business? Like what, what was that like Yeah, process look like for you? Or- I was cooking in Chicago at the time, um, had opened up, uh, let's see, four restaurants for a hotel company up there. Okay. And, um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of got to the point where it was like, you know, if I was going to keep living that lifestyle, that, uh, working nights and weekends and crazy hours and stuff, I wanted to be doing it for myself. So mm. you were basically like a GM kind of. I was a chef. I think I was executive sous chef when, okay. I, left, when I left there. Okay. When you left some? For, no, I was at Tremano's. Oh, Tremano's. Yeah. Uh, Rick Tremano, Gail Gann. We did four restaurants up in Wheeling, Illinois for them. Okay. Uh, so I was up there at the time. I was basically like, if I'm going to put this much work into something, like. I might as well be trying to do something for myself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, wrote some business plans on like some restaurants and stuff down here. In fact, I wrote a business plan for where, you know, black market used to be. That was like one of the original ideas was to come down here and open a restaurant. Oh, okay. But then my sister lived over in that neighborhood where the market is. She's like, man, you gotta check out this neighborhood. It's up and coming. And we found that building right on the corner. And we're like, man, this would be great for a butcher shop. And I loved like my whole time in Chicago. That was my, my favorite thing about, just the sandwich shops, the neighborhood mm-hmm. sandwich shops, yeah. neighborhood butcher shops. Mm-hmm. Every little neighborhood had their own, you know, deal of a shop, you know, like some sort of a, whether it was like a German style shop mm-hmm. or like, a, you know, a more Europe, more like a French or Italian. There was I lived in an Italian neighborhood, so there was a couple of them around there that I really liked. Um, but that was it. Yeah, we found that spot. I was like, hey, this would be perfect. You know, let's do a butcher shop and charcuterie and sandwiches. And, you know, that's kind of how it started. For sure. So we'll move back down here and yeah. you know, started working on open that market, 25th in Delaware. That Yeah, that's amazing. And it was also like at the perfect time for the city, too, because like I feel like what, what year did you guys open? 07, 08. Well, oh. 07. It was a terrible time. 
Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> well, it was I, like the recession, man. We yeah. like almost lost the building, and we were trying to build that building out. I did. I didn't realize you guys were there that because I, I was thinking it was more like 2010, 2011. When that's when things started popping off. I yeah. feel like it was like two, yeah. around 2010. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, a lot of people didn't think we were going to make. I didn't know we were going to make. I still don't know if we're going to make. <laughs> <laughs> that's business, right? right. That's right. Like any venture, yeah. right? Um, but by by, I guess by 2010 you had cemented yourself as like, at least in my circles is just like, Hey, there's this really good quality. And like, uh, I worked, uh, I opened up Blackacre with, uh, Steve Ruby. Mm-hmm. Who he, we worked, worked, yeah, we worked together. Yeah. So he, he, he had gone to goose to like kind of learn about food mm-hmm. and then, and then opened up his, his place. Yep. And so that. that was like the gold standard. It was like, everything's goose. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, all right, let's yeah. try this stuff out. And I was like, this stuff's really good. Yeah. And, and then, you know, he kind of gave me an education on some stuff and like got me into like Oful and stuff like that. And all mm-hmm. this, we're deep frying duck hearts and, you know, yep. ha- ha- all the good stuff. The yeah. Nasty bits. Oh, yeah. 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 And then and then I just became, uh, you know, hook, line and sinker. And then by the time I had my food truck, I was like, yeah, we got to use their bacon. Like they got the best bacon. Mm-hmm. It really is some of the best bacon ever. Yeah. Like, thank you. That was like when bacon was hot too. Mm. They're there for five or six years. Everybody was talking bacon about bacon on everything. Bacon, everything. bacon on your ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Bacon on. Yeah. That's the first place I got jowl bacon. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's still my favorite. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, so good. And then you guys also have uh, smoking goose, right? Which is it, it's kind of gone through a few different variations, right? Because it was kind of like pick. It's, it's your wholesale operation and it was kind of for pickup but now it's got a really nice storefront attached to it and it's, and it's like the smokehouse too right yeah i mean it's production it's a federally inspected production facility we ship all over the country and that, that's how what it was always set up to be I and mean, mm-hmm. that's the whole reason we did it you know uh we didn't have much of like a retail presence but that neighborhood at the time wasn't really like uh i don't know i mean it was kind of up and coming but it yeah. wasn't like you know a lot going on over there so we didn't yeah. do a ton of retail over there but, you know, it was, it was mainly designed to, it was right around that 2011 time. We opened an 11. So, uh, you know, it was right around that time. It was like moving on from the market. I started smoking goose and I started having people run the market. But then I was spending my time doing all the production at smoking goose. And we started just selling like local restaurants, um, you know, local retailers and a little bit into Chicago. But it was like mostly Indiana and Chicago to begin with. Wow. Um, but yeah, then that other retail store, I, we took over the other half of that building. We originally just started in half that building. Then we took over the other half about two or three years ago, right mm. right before the pandemic. Yeah. And then so we never really got that store like we kind of opened it and then kind of closed it, kind of opened it and closed it. We did our e-commerce out of there for a while. Um, and then at the beginning of last year is when we like officially opened it for good. So, you know, since then we've been running full hours mm-hmm. since the, you know, the beginning of 21. As a new meat man in the city, and this is going to be a nerdy question for some people, but, like, how do you pitch your meat process to the restaurants? Like, so, like, you have to, do you either have to go under price or do you have to sell them on the process and this is a better process of meat? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a don't talk about it, be about it. I'm not really one to go in there yeah. and, like, try to, like, force somebody into it. Sure. Uh, my thing is I just want to put out something that you can count on that you know it's going to be good that yeah. you don't have to like worry about it and I want to be like a super reliable company that you could you know like what you're getting like yeah. we're not trying we're not doing anything to you know like it's just honest it's like transparent everything about it is just like we're going to sell it by just doing it every day you yeah. know I love that um, so it's really just kind of like earn people's respect uh, keep it up back your product up I mean like if you screw something up it's not like we don't make mistakes so mm-hmm. like we we screw something up like I'm gonna credit you know we're gonna get your money but we're gonna make it right you know right. I'm, I'm gonna get some good product you know because it's, it's not like you know it's not like we're 100 percent perfect and like we don't screw up sure. so it's like uh, it's just you know knowing that you can count on us just to be like a good business partner you know uh, a good supplier a good producer I mean I want the quality of the product to speak for itself um, and then also just like the unique pl- flavor profiles I mean that's like a right. big part of what we do so it's not really like. I'm going to come in because I'm not going to be better on price than most people. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just, it's an expensive product. It mm. just is. I mean, we're taking big meat and making a little meat, you know, it's yeah. like it gets more and more expensive. You know, the more you make it smaller, the more expensive it gets. So, yeah. 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 So, I mean, it's more, you know, trying to sell it on the quality, the uniqueness, um, mm. doing stuff that other people aren't doing. I mean, that's a big part of it. And that's what sold you too was the uniqueness, right? Oh Yeah. I, I mean, some of my favorites, I, I was kind of curious as to what some of your like actual recipes 
and techniques are like Delaware Fireball. Mm-hmm. Was that was that you? Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, so you know, originally started making those over on on Delaware Street. Obviously, that's what it's named after. Um, but yeah, I mean, the idea was just to do. You know, I still don't know of anybody doing a crepinette style salami in the U.S. Mm. Um, so that was the idea. I mean, we were doing crepinettes in the store, just fresh crepinettes. Yeah, I'm like, man, why don't we ferment? this cold smoke it and dry it and just see what happens that's kind of how it started um and uh yeah so that's that was like the the creation of the delaware fireball it's still hand rolled we still hand wrap it and call fat um cold smoke during fermentation i mean they're pretty cool and they're just really unique i mean nobody else is i still have not seen anybody doing it we've been making them for 10 years but i mean they're paying the ass i mean it's a it's labor <laughs> it's labor you know i mean yeah. it's, it's you know everybody uh, you know we can do about we can do 350 pounds in about two or three hours with you know five people doing it so well there, there's so many there's so many products that you guys make that they just have that wow factor uh, like if you put you know uh if you put the pig and fig on a charcuterie board like that the, yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna it raise some eyebrows you know yeah, it's right. like it's gonna set it off absolutely yeah yeah, that one's probably one of my favorite. I mean, I love figs anyway, but yeah, the pig and fig is fantastic. I always, I always mispronounce it, but the Nadouche. Induya. Induya. Induja or Induya. Yeah. I mean, there's two different kind of acceptable ways. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I didn't hit either one of them. Induja. Induya. Induya. What did we, we made, um, we made like pasta. You made pasta out of it or, or Sternberg did maybe. I don't yeah, somebody I think made. Sternberg did. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Oh, yeah. It's great oh, for sauce. I mean, it's, it's so versatile. I like any of that stuff that's spreadable. That's why I like mm. the pig and fig, too, though, because it's kind of more of a spreadable. Have you, know, you guys terrain. ever done a, a brown schwager? We do, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's not like a year-round thing. You usually do it in the fall. Okay. Yeah. I got yeah, to get on that. Oh, yeah. It's got a ton of bacon in it, too, so nice. you like it. Yeah. Nice. Yep, it's good stuff. No, the uh, I got to go back to the octopus. The smoked octopus <laughs> broke my mind. That's actually what pulled me to the uh, to the store. He like Dyke was making the smoked octopus. I'm like, I've never had octopus in my life before, and it was so delicious. It was it was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys got a lot of seafood going to the yeah. smokehouse and like those yep. uh, those prawns and the and the octopus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Changed yeah, my life. It's fun stuff. Yeah, there. there wasn't a lot of, you know, there wasn't, you know, a lot of options for smoked seafood in the city. And so, like, mm-hmm. that was kind of, and I love it. Like, I, I'd love to start a whole line of it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll, I mean, you know, I got, we're busy enough. I got my hands full as it is, but sure. we do it just out of that store. We just, just do it for the store. We don't, you know, sell it anywhere else. But I mean, that's that whole thing is like, um, you know, it's just adding that line of smoked seafood over there is kind of like the key components of that place, you know? Now, as a creative person, but also a business person, like you kind of get locked in, you, you get the creative uh, aspect of, of coming up with some of the stuff. But then when you find something that works, then it, then it's just kind of doing it over and over and getting repetition. Like wh- where do you get your most uh, fun, creative outlets to keep like things new and fresh mm. for you? Oh, man, it's a good question. I, you know, I, honestly, it's like you just got to take a little bit from here and there. I just keep a, I kind of keep a running list of ingredients uh, or types or styles of things that I like. Mm-hmm. And then when the time's right, I try to put things together that make a lot of sense. You know, I try to keep things, uh, you know, I always think of it as like, a, you know, like the, the a really thin crust piece where it's like, you know, no more than three ingredients. You know, it's mm-hmm. like and they got to Everything's got to be in every bite. Everything's got to be perfect yeah. amounts. It's got to be like it's got to be just right. You know, for that for that pizza to be perfect, and that's kind of what I think about is like you know I'll, I'll tie into some ingredients or styles or you know I, I might see somebody do something oh I like this one part of it you know and you know it's kind of like you start grabbing those things together and putting them in a list and at the time I don't know what I'm going to do with it it's yeah. just more like it's almost like you're constantly brainstorming you know a lot of it happens when you're traveling mm-hmm. uh, or you're talking to people that like forage around here you know stuff like that you're like oh yeah you know what's coming up. Uh, you know, we got this coming, you know, we got spruce tips coming up or there's shank, you know, there's something like that's coming up. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm going to put that. I'm going to be thinking about that. And then when it comes time to like, oh, we need to put something together. You know, I'll start going through those lists and start bringing some of those ingredients together, try to figure out what makes sense. I mean, that doesn't always work. I and mean, we've had some, we've had some duds over the years, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I, we try to make them, try to make it right. I, f- I feel like, yeah, right around like 2000, I guess it was like more 2012, but I noticed a, I mean, there was also all those people from recess that went around and started opening up this place, you mm-hmm. know, and like, I feel like when that happened, like this palette shift happened in Indianapolis where we went from a, you know, Ryan's Steakhouse and, you know, right. like, like yeah. Golden Coral and, 
Golden Coral. Golden Coral. Yeah. Golden Coral. I, I can't seafood. Talk. That's a yeah. seafood restaurant. This is a bougie one. Yeah. It's a seafood buffet. Yeah, seafood buffet. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Takes a journey. But people's palates started changing, and they started being more, I think, just a little bit more adventurous, you know? And, yeah. he, and it was the same time craft beer started really kicking sure. off, and, like, people were trying all these different things. Because, uh, like, I remember, like, having, like, a lot of goose products on, like, a charcuterie board. And people would be like, oh, I like this, like this. And then it would be, like, a, maybe, like, the Lardo or something. It would always be something that was, like, a bridge too far for, like, someone living in Irving. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yet, but I I, I got to kind of like watch people's tastes and palates change in real time. It's it's mm. been a very interesting thing to be a part of and to and to watch and like stuff that are stuff that's on the menu now that's almost kind of expected when you go into a restaurant. How that was, you know, almost divisive and you know ten mm. years ago. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, just like what are we doing? Right. Well, I think you, know, you mentioned recess, but I think Greg was a big part of that. I mean, mm. that's you know, Absolutely. I mean, he opened the doors for a lot of people to be able to do that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like he was doing it, but, you know, a lot of, like you said, a lot of those people that were working for him and came out of there, I mean, you know, they made things more acceptable, mm. uh, especially as they opened more places, you know, and a lot of that started with Greg. Yeah, and I think you've been a, bit, a huge part of that, yeah. too. I think. It was around that same time that, you know, and that's how I got to know Greg real well. I, mm. and I never worked for Greg or, worked, you know, worked with him. I just got to know him because I appreciated what he was doing, and, yeah. you know, I think he appreciated what we were doing, but. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, we prepared a very special me- uh, menu today for you. Yeah. Now we heard, we heard you liked game. Mm-hmm. I love uh, to chase it. No, I got the wrong one. <laughs> my, my second or third favorite pastime. <laughs> Chasing game. Now, are you uh, are you a hunter? Oh yeah. 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 Like, yep. What all What all do you hunt? Uh, I mean, if it moves and it's in season, <laughs> I'm t- I'm going after it. I mean, especially around here, you know, we got turkey season coming up. That's the next one. So I, that's probably one of my favorites. Spring turkey season is like the most exciting. I mean, hearing those things gobble from yeah. like, you know, the next ridge over in the morning in the woods. And it's like things are starting to green up. Like, oh, man, there's yeah. no better. There's no better sound than a turkey gobbling from like a mile away. You know, at this time of year. So deer, um, you know, I do a lot of, I started waterfowl hunting, so I grew up okay. kind of duck hunting, but mm-hmm. um, some of this other stuff I've gotten into on my own, uh, do an elk hunt every fall, archery elk hunt every fall. Archery. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're, we're going to bagged an elk with a... Uh, yeah. I'm over, I'm over two. Okay. Yeah, over, <laughs> one year in Washington and one year in Colorado. And it, man, that's, an, uh, that's it's tough to call yourself an elk hunter, you know, just because yeah. you chase them, you know, 10 days out of the year and if you come up empty hand, I'm not really an elk hunter. I've chased them, but I haven't actually gotten one. Wow. So, they yeah. really do elk with uh, bow and arrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to draw you, that you, back. You can do rifle. <laughs> we can do rifle, but it's a little bit easier to get the tag for, for, uh, for bow. So okay. we do the open season. I feel like post. you earn it more. You drop a elk with a bow and arrow, like that's yours. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna do rifle until I get one with a bow. Oh, and that's my that's thing. So I, I mean, some people it takes you know eight to ten years before they can do it. Wow. Some people do it their first year. So now, have you seen a lot of elk doing this? Uh, the just... first year we did not see any, any? Okay. and then this last year we saw quite a few. Yeah, we did. We did a lot better this last year. You know, you start to pick up little things. I mean, yeah. you basically drop off in an area you've never been before and try to figure it out in 10 days and try to, you know, where are they? I don't, how am I going to get close to them? You know, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, as soon as you get there, the clock's ticking and it's like, it's a race to just try to find them. And, you know, obviously there's other people out there doing it too. So now it's is tough. It, is it a completely different, I'm, I'm not a hunter at all. Is it completely different like process from like deer hunting? It is because you can call. Uh, if you can get them, you know, they, they will call and respond, which is why I like turkey hunting so much because mm. you can call out, get them gobbling, and then you go chase after them. And that helps the same way. Oh, but, you know, uh, deer, it's not like that. You know, deer, yeah. it's more like spot and stalk. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't sit in a stand. You know, some yeah. people just want to go up and in a climber and they'll sit in a stand. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, I'm usually on the ground kind of moving around and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's different. It, the elk hunting is a lot different. Are you covering though. yourself in elk piss? No, no. I don't. <laughs> you don't call elf, elf, elk piss. It's elk pee, right? Mm. Yeah. Elk Proper urine. urine, yeah, yeah. You don't, no they, urine. It doesn't yeah. say piss on the score. <laughs> probably not. I think probably, it usually says not. mark. Yeah. Like mark, mark, marking liquid mark, or something. Yeah, marking liquid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We used to have it for foxes. You know, so that yeah. if you're going fox yeah. hunting, you wouldn't. They use all the scents, yeah. Yeah. 
I've been looking for it, but for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? It's private. Uh, private. It's private. private. I'm not That's between you. <laughs> Legally, you cannot ask him. Legally, you can't ask me. Right. Lawyers say. <laughs> now, you said you started out with duck hunting, correct? Yeah. Yep. So you went duck, duck, goose. Yeah. Um, there you go. To put it on count. Oh, that's not going to be laugh. Boom. I was waiting for that one. That, that might be time. a boo. It's neither. It's neither. It's in the middle of Oh, wow. I don't like that. Yeah. But did, did you ever hunt with like dogs? Uh, yeah, I, I, my, I, my uncle's trained dogs, and uh, you know I tried to train a dog, but she's a great family dog, but she's not a hunter dog for oh. sure. But yeah, I love it. I mean, that's the, you know when you go like uh, pheasant hunting, and they got yeah. those dogs that work, and those dogs are crazy. Yeah. They're so cool yeah. to watch them work. Uh, and the good retriever is really cool too. Yeah. I mean, man, that is wild watching like a, a dog. Like they're hat. Like they're so happy to just like be in their element and like, <laughs> yes. dude, like they're doing like this is what exactly. I've trained my whole life yeah. to do. Like I'm going to get it. You know, yeah. like, it's awesome. It's fun. I'll get lost on Facebook just watching like dogs hurdle cattle or oh or yeah, just like you like know the sheep herding dogs. Yeah, Those just, are cool. Yeah. yeah, it's just amazing. Yep, yep, it's good stuff. Um, we got a very special menu for you. It was fantastic. Thank um, you guys. We're just going to run through it real quick. Now, Zach, you called it brunch game on point. I was trying to work game in there. <laughs> I was, I was, I, know, I, didn't, I, I didn't know what you were going to do and I would have named it differently. Yeah. You get a boo. No, I think, <laughs> I, I, I think that's a fine name. I would have gone with game recognized game. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you had the, the first dish, which was my personal favorite. Uh, I did a hopped up cherry chili, so I used uh, ground kangaroo, uh, pulled rabbit, as well as some hops, and then spring onions, and then you know some other like onions and stuff in there. I I really enjoyed it. I liked that it had a sweetness to it. I got to be honest, like since it was a chili, I couldn't really tell the difference between what was the yeah. rabbit meat and what was the kangaroo meat. Okay, the rabbit was the stringy, the long one. stringy yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. and it was well, tender. Yeah, you know sometimes I can get dry. It was it was nice. So you were able to uh, differentiate. Oh yeah, and the kangaroo was ground. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say that. Yep. That thought that meant that it wasn't a water kangaroo. I thought it was just like, oh, what's going on here? He's drunk with power and alcohol. Yeah, it was delicious. That's what I packed away for my mom. Like, hey, you got to try this. Yeah, you got to make more of that. I will eat more kangaroo. Yeah, that was great. You can go to Australia, if you will. I think that's the only place I know where they're at. <laughs> and I'd love to hunt some kangaroo with you. You deserve it. I think <laughs> this is a present for me. I think you and me. Wait, this wasn't local kangaroo? No, yeah. I, oh, I don't man. even know where it was from. Indianapolis kangaroo. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. an indie, indie free range Garfield kangaroo. Garfield Park. Yeah. <laughs> Garfield Park. Yeah, Garfield Park. Yeah, Garfield Park. Uh, I did an ostrich sausage with uh, Johnny Cakes. Um, I would have added a little fat to it if I had to do it again. Was I, that all ostrich? Was there any pork in no, there? No, that yeah, was yeah. all ostrich. Yeah, but that's what it's known for. It's known to be like a lean meat. Super you know? lean, yeah, yeah. 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 I would like, well, at first bite, I just took a Johnny Cake and an ostrich, and it, and it was like the driest thing ever. And I was like, well, we got to sauce this up a little yeah. bit more. Well, the butter and everything in there made it, you know, soaked it up. That was nice. Yeah, it had was it a butter? strange mm -hmm. taste. Yeah. And then um, I put some of Zach's uh, ghost uh, ketchup, ghost pepper ketchup yeah. on it. Give it a little kick. Yeah. Make it a little sweet and spicy. Um, uh, yeah, the, uh, it, was, it was very interesting because mm -hmm. I was like, I, don't, I, I didn't know how it would turn out. and But it, it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. you could, good. I could see ostrich going into chili. Yeah. Yeah. Ostrich makes, uh, like, I, I've had it before. My grandparents had an ostrich farm that they would sell the fertilized eggs from. And mm. then one year, one of them broke its leg. And so they butchered it mm. and we had steaks from it, like from the leg or whatever. I mean, they're mm. like, they're like steak. Oh just, yeah. Just red meat. Right. And I mean, they're really good. Really good. How many do they have? Because we are talking, I've never seen an ostrich farm. I've seen oh, they had like three. A, they had like a dozen. A dozen. Like, I feel like, yeah. Seems like a lot. I mean, yeah, it's a lot for, and they're kind of mean animals. Free range ostriches. Well, well I mean, I don't know what the definition for free range would be, but they were they had a pasture which they That's could run free. in. Yeah, they're allowed to run. They feel free. Yeah, yeah. What they, do they, they sell the fertilized they, they eggs said for? They, I have no idea. I mean, they they this was when I was like 10, 10 or twelve that they got rid of it. I mm -hmm. think probably because it was a massive loss. Yeah. Did you ever ride them? 
Uh, no, I went out to try to feed them and stuff. Yeah. Like, they and chase you? Are they mean? They're mean as hell. Yeah, they look mean. Like they, uh, they, they peck yeah. the shit out of you. Mm-mm. And apparently, the big issue is they, uh, they got these legs that are super strong and these, you know, fucking talons, and they'll, you know, they can break a rib cage by kicking you. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. like a horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eat yeah. more ostrich, everybody. Because <laughs> they're not good. Not good. <laughs> uh, the, the, the next dish I think is the wildest definitely the wildest dish we've made on the show that's been on the show that we've eaten before I was super excited I called this one trash panda pie uh, I made a chick or a, a pot pie out of uh, panda uh, this or, not <laughs> out of uh, raccoon um, so we got this from a farm uh, it was hunted by the farmer that lived on that farm so it is a free range raccoon three-legged uh, three-legged his name was yeah. lucky uh, <laughs> And that's Wasn't why so the, lucky. Yeah, apparently. That, that's why the pie was lucky. I got a question. We need was, a boo button uh, over here. Luck a lady? Mm. Was mm. luck be a lady? Mm. No, no, I don't think it was. <laughs> Thank you. But no, I I roasted the raccoon and then I made a stock out of it and uh, I put uh, parsnips, uh, celery root, and then like beech and chestnut mushrooms in there with it. I will gotta say I thought it was I thought it was executed very well. That was the only thing that I ate. I kind of had to like mentally prepare myself like a little bit more. I think just because I was like you're eating raccoon, mm-hmm. it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. you know. I was yeah. m- my aim was to I really wanted to do something that that people hadn't had before. Yeah. yeah. Cause I feel like even with the game, there's like the game that you see in a specialty shop, like you can find boar, you can find, you know, like, like elk fairly regularly right. uh, or, you know, like duck or rabbit. Uh, but like raccoon, I feel like that one's a, that one's a rare one. Right. It was good. And it I was. liked the Like what was it, like parsnips and mm-hmm. celery root. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like some mushrooms in there. Great. Yeah. I like the mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Nice little, nice little pot pie, and um, we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm afraid I'm gonna turn into a were raccoon or something later tonight. We'll see. Oh, you think that could happen? The spirit of the the coon gets inside me. What? Uh, the coon spirit. <laughs> the coon spirit. I don't know. Uh, if you're gonna say that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it's going by leaving. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a, then we get a uh, the quail quail confit tacos. Um, Man, it's hard to get. You don't get a lot of meat off those quails, no, do you? <laughs> you need a little more quail. They were good, though. Man, we were pulling that quail, and it was like, I don't know. Should we just say that it's the bacon on top? or uh, How many? Was it just one bird? No, no there was, was four. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. was four? Oh, jeez. It almost was like a, a vegan taco with like a, a dusting of quail salt. <laughs> <laughs> just enough for flavor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had put, uh, it's been a while since I honestly, it's been a few years since I've actually like properly confit something. And the recipe that I gave you told me 300 degrees. And I think I would have done it lower and slower. That seems high. It's very high. Yeah, that seems really high. You're almost frying it. Yeah, we deep fry some (laughs) quail. (laughs) (laughs) When you have a little bird with a little bit of meat, that's what you don't want to do is deep fry it. I feel like it was 200 uh, degrees and about three hours too long. (laughs) I'm getting a call from the listeners. Some of them want to know what uh, confit uh, means mm. exactly. It's when something's cooked in its own fat. Okay, yeah. Or cooked in fat. Yeah. Usually yeah. cooked in what a fat low did temperature. You use? Yeah. That's like uh, duck got. fat. Duck fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then that's why I love having that on because he's he's not a restaurant industry person. So mm-hmm. sometimes I forget that some of these things aren't. I am a food challenged. There you go. Well, I taught a cooking class at a school for high school kids, and I was trying to break it down as basic as possible, and I was like. The uh, first thing we're doing is like, all right, measure out a cup. And so somebody had one of these <laughs> and filled it up. Somebody else had one of these, you know, and it was yeah. just like, oh, a cup. All right, let's start a little. <laughs> I'm just watching them laughing in the background. Uh, and then the elk ribs with the duck egg hash. Where, and I, I started noticing you slowing down, and I was like, oh, man, there's like two more. Yeah. <laughs> we got two more like courses coming out. Up. I started to pick up around the, around the pie. That was about when I started feeling good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there was like a dip and then yeah. like, uh, like a rebirth. Yeah, for sure. If you will. And it was, you know, you talk about like, you know, the price of the price of meat. Like, 
so, so source some of this and I was like, only a pound? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well. <laughs> I will say kangaroo meat is surprisingly cheap. Yeah. Really? It's like really? $11, $12 a pound, mm. which, I mean, compared to like beef, it's yeah. not that much more to get it to hop. Do you bring... <laughs> Did you bring that across state lines? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh. Trafficking. You're trafficking in roomies. Trafficking kangaroo. Rude trafficking. Oh my gosh. So uh yeah, we hope we uh we hope uh, you enjoyed that. It was and, a nice uh, surprise. I didn't know we were doing game brunch. That was nice. Which one was your favorite? Oh man, you're gonna do that to me? <laughs> you can do that. Oof. There's I would say I would say um between the, uh, I'd probably go pie just because I was hadn't had raccoon before. Oh, I was yeah. excited to try it, so I'd say that for sure. I, I mean, I knew what I was getting with the elk ribs. I like the elk ribs a lot, you know. Delicious, but yeah, yeah that, I was cool because I hadn't had the raccoon before. I feel like maybe we should have ramped up to the raccoon, mm. you know, because mm. after you eat the raccoon, everything's like, well, I, I already had raccoon earlier. Oh. So. <laughs> um, or we we we're gonna try. Was it human meat? We're gonna try some, the most dangerous game. Well, I yeah, I thought we to. I thought we should have a taboo meat. So we like start <laughs> with like kittens and puppies, and then finish it off with an infant. Jeez, an infant puppy, or are we talking no human? person? <laughs> the most infant. dangerous game. Yeah, the most dangerous <laughs> game. Toddler. Can we bleep that out? Like, is teenagers better? That's still a minor. Yeah. It's still a child. <laughs> What's, I was thinking seventeen. What is, that's what? still what are you thinking? <laughs> what do you mean? Do you think seventeen's legal? You're, but you're talking about eating babies online. Murdering and eating people is never legal, no matter the age. It's what like if, the what biggest if taboo. <laughs> they're sixty-five or older. Oh, what if they volunteer? That's gross. <laughs> what's uh, what's the most like exotic uh, meat you've ever had? I probably just the just last weekend one the beaver. I'd never had beaver oh, before, really? so that was probably the most. And yeah. it's the is it it's tail meat usually, right? Tail and the hind quarter legs oh. we did last weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then how's know. that prepared? Uh, we roasted the legs, and then the the tail's the coolest because it's I mean it's basically fat, mm -hmm. and um, but the skin on it's real thick and and heavy. So we charred it, like hit it really hard, charred it, maybe even a little too much, um, and then got it to where like the the skin puffed up puffed up off the fat, okay. and then peeled the fat or peeled the skin off, and then you underneath you got like basically bone marrow. I mean it's very similar to the texture oh. and flavor and fattiness of bone marrow, which yeah. was really cool. Wow, that yeah, was good. That's awesome. Has yeah. anybody else here ate beef before? Uh, I mean, not like that. But uh, oh come on, <laughs> you're just on one today. <laughs> That's a, on that note, there's, let's all, take kinds a, of, there's all kinds of avenues. Can go let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. We turn piggies into oopaloopas. <laughs> this is never going to sell like it should have. <laughs> I oh. We just found another new voice that I can do. Oh, no. What are your other voices? Oh, oh, oh no. All right. I have, I have Dirty Obama. What? I, I want to hear Dirty Obama. <laughs> uh, you do not. <laughs> okay. He was doing, uh, he, oh. was, he, he was doing uh, the Hello. crocodile hunter when I got here. Uh, Michelle? No. I'm going to tell you something about Michelle. <laughs> uh, a lot of people don't know. That her breath stinks. <laughs> it's terrible. She works out. She's been on this keto diet. It smells like shit. <laughs> I even called up Monica Lewinsky. And said, suck my dick. And she did not. I told her, if you write a book about this, I will kill you. I've done drone strikes on many people. Much prettier than you. <laughs> Welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast, and a uh, and a thumbs up one to you, sir. Oh, and a thumbs up one to you. Uh, this you, is the best beer I think I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. What, what is that's your go to? No, all of Upland. Oh, all oh, just in general across the board. All of their beers are good. Yeah. Well, you're a big fan of the Campfire. Uh, it's called Campside. Oh, oh, oh. Campsider? Uh, is it a cider? It's <laughs> nope. No. It's not a cider. Oh, tell me more about it. Is it, it that. smoky? <laughs> it's kind of smoky. Really? It, uh, it has a fire on the on the label. 
But it's really good. It's something that you want to have when you're camping out with your boys and men and 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 women. Oh, as I was well. gonna say, is it a gender drink? <laughs> it's it's not, only boys in camp. Is that what you're saying? They don't want me to say it's a gender drink. Yeah, they, no! that's your fault. <laughs> I also really quick want to invite you to come out to uh, Red Flag Comedy's five year anniversary. It's gonna be almost famous on March 23rd. Tickets are on sale right now at Eventbrite. It's going to be a fun time, and uh, I'd love for you guys to come out and see us do a little stand-up. Who's headlining? Uh, Blake Hammond from Ohio. Oh, he just did a special. He just did a special. He's you super can funny. find it on YouTube and see how... Well, no, actually, don't watch his special. Just come, come see him live. And then, and then go watch his special. I mean, his special is good, by yes. the way. If you yeah. do watch it, you'll like it. You don't yeah. want to double dip. He probably has some new stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> As a booker, you should know. Nah, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> Man, our commercials are so good. <laughs> Nailed it. Mm. Um, I did want to ask you... Uh, how did you guys have to pivot and innovate during COVID? What Ooh, was that like for you guys? Yeah. I mean, you know, like everybody else, it was not good, um, but we made the most of it and actually turned out to be great. And we actually had one of our best years during COVID. But, um, you know, basically, you know, overnight distributors just like shut off the, you know, the, the, uh, the spigots and, yeah. you know, they weren't buying. And uh, we built a... Uh, we built a um, a wholesale website. We had already had a Shopify mm-hmm. website to sell to consumer, you know, sell into home. And we, um, not I wouldn't say overnight. I mean, it took us a while, but uh, we built like a wholesale, um, you know, passcode to log in type deal to get um, basically, you know, just process orders for people because it was just like, you know, we were having to process all these orders with no, no distribution, basically. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big e-commerce took off for sure. I mean, we were just shipping like crazy. I mean, we basically like, turned a half our building into like an e-commerce mm-hmm. um, distribution. Everything went from, um, you know, it's a pretty normally a pretty good mix between like packing stuff like whole large, you know, food service pieces, stuff that's going to get sliced at a deli counter in a restaurant. Um, when all that went down, we basically had to turn everything into retail and everything, you know, we were just, mm-hmm. it, it had to be a retail pack because, you know, yeah. they, they weren't, you know, cutting stuff at counters. They weren't, you know, they, we didn't sell one, you know, dry cured ham in two years. So it was like just stuff wow. like that, just like changed the, the business. And then, you know, it's just like everybody else, everything's a surprise. It was just, you know, constantly changing. We were just constantly mm-hmm. having to adjust, you know, even last year when it seemed like it was calming down. It was, you know, still unpredictable, you know, Mm -hmm. we didn't really know what was going to happen. Ups and downs. And now restaurants are starting actually to come back and. Yeah. 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 Yep. For sure. I mean, all the distributions back, you know, all all the different channels are back for sure. I mean, e-commerce has slowed down. It's still busy, but it's not to where, you know, not where it was when everybody was just sitting at home ordering stuff constantly. Was there any issue with um, like getting it, getting the product on your end? We didn't have too many problems, mainly just because it's, you know, the people that we work with, uh, you know, we're not, um, you know, we weren't working with like those big plants that were having yeah. problems. You know, <laughs> yeah, everybody keeps, of, yeah. Right. Yeah. Coming to work sick and making everybody sick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're mo- mainly like small processors and mm-hmm. stuff on this, you know, definitely on the smaller scale. Uh, most of those places kept running. We were in the whole time and we never mm-hmm. shut down. Um, we kind of like, you know, uh, we didn't, weren't allowing people in the building, stuff like that, mm-hmm. but like we never mm-hmm. shut down. I mean, there was no sitting at home for us. Yeah. Is there delivery options? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not directly from us. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's not true. So, like on the retail side, we do have uh, a couple of delivery options that you can order online and then get it delivered. All those options are on the website. Okay. But then we ship like you know most of what we would ship from Smoking Goose would be like FedEx, UPS. Um, so that kind of delivery option as well. Okay. But I mean, pretty much if there's a way to get it to you, we're doing it. I mean, yeah. One way or another, we'll get it to you. How many states do you serve now? All. I mean. Essentially all of them, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously like a lot of the business is concentrated, like in you know Chicago, New York, San Francisco, um, L.A., uh, Austin, you know, places like that, Seattle, Portland. Oh, wow. um, but uh, we have distribution. We have 23 distributors and then we also just ship directly to, you know, both uh, the consumer and the business. I mean, it's like yeah. uh, other businesses, you know, so it's like throughout the country, but we got a couple of places. We got a couple of sandwich shops in Hawaii that we're shipping to. Wow. We got a couple of charcuterie shops in Alaska that we ship to. Um, so, I mean, it truly is, uh, you know, we have product and all that, but you know, some States, it might be one or two places, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I just want to do a quick shout out to uh, Rena Calm. She was on the program earlier and she is going to Hawaii. So Rena, if you can take a picture of Goose the market <laughs> in Hawaii, yeah. Surfside subs. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'll get there a free go. thumbs up for yeah. me and Dyke. <laughs> I don't want to do it. No, yeah, you know, we'll give her half for now. Okay, yeah. you get the rest of it upon <laughs> you get the rest of the thumbs delivery. Up. Yeah, of the photo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there ever, uh, being a chef and then and then starting you know this this meat empire? Uh, do, is do you ever get frustrated? Like as I know, like I went to culinary school and then I opened a burger food truck and then everyone just kind of thought that I only knew how to cook burgers. Mm-hmm. It'll like what that doesn't make sense, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but like, do you do you ever like have to like you know feel like you have to remind people that you are a chef? Nah, I don't even I don't even consider myself a chef any longer. I mean, most <laughs> people don't ever you know like it's been so long since I've cooked. Yeah, and most of the people that I cook with aren't even cooking anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a few for sure, but. I mean, I let people think whatever they want to think about me. You know? Well, I guess the other side of it, do you ever get to really surprise people and they're like, oh, well, he, he knows how to cook? Yeah, I think there are definitely some people that don't realize that I did cook at one time. Mm. I mean, you know, like, so I'll go do dinners and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, I'm rusty. You know, I'm not like, I'm not as agile as I once was, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's, it's I'm definitely not able to move the way I used to move. But uh, uh, yeah, it's still fun. You know, still have fun doing it. I, uh, we, Zach got that a lot. I think Zach as well from having the sauce company. Yeah, because I mean, like I've I think I've worked in at least fifteen restaurants, mm-hmm. and like after like when I met Dyke, I was in like running my own business, you know, full on, and so like I feel like yeah, you definitely get kind of boxed in. Like it took me yeah. a lot to even you know be recognized like here. Yeah, here even. Yeah, we didn't even respect you as like a real. Actually, I think it was the first meat cake because because you and Bridget were going on. I was like, I'll do it, too. And you're like, OK, OK, whatever. <laughs> like, like, All right, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. And then basically you two thought it was you two against each other. <laughs> yeah. And until I showed up and you won. Yeah. 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 I think it, it wasn't quite winning. As much as mopping the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that is true. Like, well, I feel like there's something with, like, chefs. There's a humble chef and there's a braggadocious chef. Yeah. And both live in every chef. And, oh. <laughs> it's there's like two a Jekyll wolves. Hyde, <laughs> real Jekyll and Hyde situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I did not believe in you. I was like, this guy... <laughs> No, I still don't. I lost, and I still don't believe in him. Yeah, he's like, yep. "What do you do with mustard? You just get the mustard seed and little what? Stick blend it. Yep. Stick blend it. <laughs> Stick blend it. Stick blend it. And then watered mustard seed, real impressive. <laughs> and then you became honestly one of the best chefs I know. In the in the course of just cooking for you, I think yeah. it was you that made me that. Wait, the best chef? No, that's a lie. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't say you're the best chef. I said <laughs> one of them. One, yeah, one of them. One of many. Assistant to the regional. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, so we had this event last week that we have done now three times. The Meat Cake Invitational. Mm-hmm. And Zach did win the first year with this amazing. He made basically a crab cake the size of a hubcap. And it had like uh, steak tartare on it and like these like salmon roses. Yeah, I did a surf and turf. I put remoulade. I iced the crab cake with remoulade. Mm. And then I had a, a seared tenderloin that I wrapped in uh, horseradish cream cheese. And then I had a, um, a tartare like molded on top of it that I poured hollandaise into. Oh, yeah. And then I had like salmon roses all over it. Yeah. And An which event is of excess, right? Which I is like crazy it. now. Like, like, I don't even know if that would have been as impressive on year three. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the winners of uh, if, previous if years. If my three meat cakes had gone up against each other. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. No, it, I, it keeps, it's like an arms race. It's right. a meat arms race. Uh, <laughs> would Do you think that would be something you'd be interested in participating in, in creating a milk, um, a milk cake? Milk cake. <laughs> a, a meat cake. A meat cake. I don't know how to think about that. And that could or, be interesting. And or you would also probably make a, a really good judge. Yeah. I could do that. Uh, I mean, it's a lot easier. Yeah, oh yeah. That's less work. That's less work. That would be cool to see it. Like, like even just an off like competition. Like you could you make your own. Yeah. Well, I want people. I want like people from the meat gang. You know, to mm-hmm. to be participating. I think next year we might even do it teams, so mm, we can get like some different cool. businesses and restaurants to maybe put a team together to yeah. to compete. Yeah. Why is that? Because game recognizes game. Hey, yeah. there it is. I shouldn't get like a soundboard for stealing your joke. No, you should. <laughs> and you won't. <laughs> and you won't. 
Oh, but you were at the BK competition this year, right? No, uh-uh. oh, you... I saw all the pictures. It looked so, great. Oh, it was, it was yeah. amazing. It looked stressful. I mean, if I had to do one, I feel like I'd stress out over it. You yeah. Know, like, I, I'd spend like weeks, you know, just trying to kill it. Right, right. I think people spent like, what, 365 days planning? How long did you plan? I mean, each one of my meat cakes is a year and a half in the making. A year? <laughs> Especially the first one. He didn't even know we were going to do one, but he was still preparing for it. Uh, man, it, it's, it looks cool, though. It looks like It's crazy, so much man. fun. And like also just like coming up, like Bridget did like three diff- completely different ones. Bridget, Bridget's blew my mind yeah. this time. I, I, I mean, honestly, like she's always the one I'm like gunning for. Whenever, like, when I'm making my meat cake at home, I'm thinking about her crying. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, hers was, you know, and hers always is very impressive. She, she's a very dangerous uh, competitor because she's a professional baking and pastry chef, mm-hmm. but she really understands savory cooking mm-hmm. equally as yeah. well. Oh yeah. And That's so good. it's like in a meat cake That's competition. Dangerous. That's yeah, dangerous. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. And somehow she had a theme of women's rights <laughs> yeah. baked into it. I, don't know I didn't really lost. see. I didn't really see that. In so I well that one people's choice. Yeah. I yeah. saw it after the fact. I was like, oh yeah, there's the yeah. little there's well, a little was, shrine. It was also all local makers. Yeah. It was all yeah. female local makers. Yeah. And I was just like, man, she had like a through line and a yeah. theme yeah. and like, yeah. oh my yeah. goodness. Who did the femur bone? That was me. Damn. Yeah, I like that. That was, that was hot. Yeah. That was hot. All, it looked good. All mine all my meat cakes let you know that they're meat. They're, yeah. they're always like uh, rustic, they like to call it. Yeah, yeah like bones or empanadas. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to win any beauty contest for my, I'm not going to beat a pastry chef at any kind of cake making. So I just like, well, how about a big bone stick? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you wrote, you write the rules and you're a participant? Yeah, it's a real Vince McMahon situation going, hey, I've never won. Yeah, you would so think he would win a lot more. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. he's a terribly corrupted <laughs> right. judge. And you're a judge? No. <laughs> no. But I did pick all the judges and they did, did not vote for me. Yeah. <laughs> you picked yeah. some new judges. Yeah, I, I, stacked, I stacked the deck with uh, judges that were my yeah. friends and nobody voted for me. <laughs> you specifically fed all the judges here yeah. before. Wow. Yeah. That's not Man. Did not Did not help at all. I guess. No, but it, it's also one of the things, too, is like, uh, I kind of didn't want to, you know, like, you don't want to be the guy that was like, I remember one yeah. time I had a friend that threw a Halloween party and then a costume contest and then they won it. Oh, and okay. it was just like everyone talked about, yeah. like, why would you do was that? <laughs> Was it sponsored? Like, we had yeah. a yeah. gift? Like, I'll take this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I definitely, I like, just be, I like the fact that everyone just had a good time and yeah. put it on, and the fact that I was like, like I, I I liked my effort every year. I'm just like you know I'm, I'm happy with it. I did a like a crown roast like uh, on top last year. Yeah, there's always some bones. Mm-hmm. I really want next year. I, there was a muscle guy walking around uh, without a shirt. I really want to utilize eating off of people next year uh, in an appropriate way. Yeah, and obviously they'll sanitize before yeah. they put the the food over them. We already yeah. talked about this. Yeah. We were going to have you. A walking tray. Yo, well, we can roll yeah. you around with cold cuts on you. Cold cuts? Oh, yeah. yeah. We talked about cold cut Thad. <laughs> I mean, we have. And like cold one cuts of those sushi on your bags. I, yeah. I think as long as we're eating off dudes that we can't get in trouble. I feel like just Wait. keep it to all men. Yeah. Yeah. Just just eating cold cuts off muscly men. Well, what if I don't want to just eat off of all dudes? Well, that's, that's <laughs> seems like you need to, you know. Come to 2023 with the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. But uh, there needs to be some walking around eating edible person situation. All right, I'm done. <laughs> You'll so, see it. Uh, we were we were talking off mic a little. You were talking about Spain a little bit. Uh, are you? Uh, do you travel a lot? Do you get Ooh, inspiration from your travels? Yeah, I mean, uh, not inter- internationally as much as I had. You know. Have only you know as far as Europe, just been to Italy. That's the only place uh, I've been there. But uh, in the states, quite a bit. Um, I, I kind of have to travel for work now, so I spend a lot of time going to basically all the cities I mentioned. You know, mm. I, I hit those up quite a bit. Um, you know, so it's been fun because you get to learn about all these like little, cool little food cultures in each city yeah. and how they're different and uh, what kind of shops they got around there, their restaurants. Like you know, meet all the people. It's a lot of fun. Like, just in Minneapolis recently, and they got a great food scene, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, and you were just like, 
it's Midwest. You wouldn't necessarily think, I mean, not nothing against Minneapolis, but you just wouldn't necessarily think it, but they got a lot yeah. of talent up there and there's a lot of cool stuff going on. It's, it's fun to go to this, you know, those cities that you just, you know, right. you might not be, might not be on your top 10 list to go right. for, you know, food vacation or yeah. something and, you know, go up there and learn it's about it. Pleasantly surprised. I'll yeah. agree. When you think Minnesota, you think boring, you think it's not cold. Yeah. You yeah. think awful. Like, why would I be here? But like <laughs> they, they got the twin cities right next to each other. I've yeah. always had fun in Minnesota. Great. Blast the lakes. Like, oh, like, yeah. oh, the, like this should be a vacation spot. Yeah. But they're labeled as one of the most, most boring states in the, in the world. I've never yeah. seen that label. I've never seen that top well, 10 well, list. No. You should read more. Right. <laughs> is there any, is there any product or something that you specifically make uh, only for specific regions or is there something like, we love this really weird thing or anything like that. We mentioned like the Brunschwager. I mean, there's stuff that mm. we just sell locally here. Oh, okay. You know, so like we will make it. We're making one right now called Big Red Salami. That's like only available. And I mean, we would ship it, um, you know, to the home consumer, but it's basically like a local item. Mm. And then obviously anything we make at the store, they make all kinds of stuff at, you know, use the market that's just specifically for the market. Um, there's nothing small batch that you make from like other markets. So like, um, not necessarily. No. I mean, a lot of stuff we're doing where we're doing those small batches. I'm testing them out here to see how yeah. they do, see if we like them, uh, you know, see if we can make them great and see if there's a good feedback. And then we might start slowly rolling those out to, you know, other markets, other cities. But no, not specifically like, you know, we try to represent this region of the country. I mean, that's like, you know, so I don't really try to like make stuff that's popular in other areas. I mean, it's like it's kind of like. Yeah. This is like these are flavors of our of our part of the country, basically. That. That's kind of like the whole idea behind it. Has there been a product that uh, you tried a test batch that you really enjoyed that just didn't sell well or just didn't catch on? Yeah, I mean, it definitely happens for sure. I mean, there's like, I mean, one of my favorites is not our most popular item, which is the Saucy Sans Rouge. I mean, it's mm. it's like always been one of my favorites. In fact, that's up for a good food award this year. Um, but it's not not our top selling. It's not in our probably not even our top ten selling products. Mm. But it's always been one of my personal favorites. It's just it's a cool salami. It's like you know, it's just not yeah. like anything else we do. What's different about it? I want to hear about this. I want to try it. Well, it's got one. It's got a ton of red wine and then heart and liver. So the texture in it uh, is just it's a little bit softer. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a full on. Um, it's not like a full on hard salami. So I like the texture of it. I like the funk. I like all the red wine in it. Uh, mm. It's got a cool, real, you know, almost like a purple color to it. Okay. Uh, it's got a little chili in it. Um, so Ooh. it's just got, it's just got a lot of like depth of flavor. There's just a lot of different things going on that makes it really interesting. Sounds great. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of like in stand up comedy. Like sometimes we have jokes that are just for us. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you do because you like them. Yeah. <laughs> but you might not get the reaction you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It happens all the time, man. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I want you to like this. You better like this, yeah, but then, yeah. yeah, can't force it sometimes. Uh, what were you going to show well, the, the I, gift that we got, Rob? Yeah, you brought a lot of gifts. You, oh, you, yeah. You uh, bore or, or bared a lot of gifts. <laughs> yep. Some meat joke. Brought some new hats, <laughs> but then this is our, uh, this is actually a version of that big red salami that I mentioned. So we're making one version of this with Wagyu beef, mm. but then this is, this specific one is not for resale. It's from a deer I shot this fall. Um, and so it's venison, uh, the Tuscan, big Tuscan red wine and porcini uh, mushrooms. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ooh. So there's like mushrooms inside. Yep. Yep. Yep, it's a nice little white mold on the outside there. I yes, love it's, that. it's supposed to be there. It's a nice powdery white mold. Protects I the surface it of it. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. A lot of people. I mean, it's something that like people just aren't used to seeing. They yeah. call and complain like this meat was moldy yeah. when it showed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I sell moldy meat. But it's supposed to be that <laughs> it's way. It's supposed to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we should have brought a little knife down here and tore into try it, it out. Tore into it. We can we can do it at the next one. There you go. Um. I, I got to ask just because we were talking earlier and I'm sure you get this a lot because you're a tall gentleman. Mm -hmm. Did you play college, college ball oh, at all? Man, I was terrible. Really? That's why I'm, that's why I had to cook. Cause yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't play basketball. Yeah. Yeah. That now, was terrible. Now I always say that I'm terrible because I'm black from Indiana and I can't play basketball, <laughs> but I feel like you have to have it even worse. Cause this seems like oh, a conversation yeah. that comes up all the yeah, time. People expect it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you must be really bad at basketball. <laughs> have to cook. <laughs> 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 right <laughs> yeah that's pretty bad yeah that's funny yeah. yeah i liked it i enjoyed it but i wasn't very good at it yeah what did you, did you go to college yeah i went to um, a culinary school johnson wales out in providence oh okay and then i went to purdue for hotel restaurant management yeah come on man you're like i'm not a chef humble i never had my own restaurant yeah. never you know i was always working for other people and 
uh, I would much rather just be a good cook than yeah. you know try to act like I was you know I'm still a chef. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I I get that all the time too because I I cook especially when I cook for like comics and stuff. They're like, oh chef, and I'm yeah. like. I'm like, no, I have actual chefs that come over here. Like, it's disrespectful. What was was first between the comedy and and cooking for you? Cooking. I I mean, I've been in the restaurant business since I was like 16. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't go to culinary school. I went to culinary school when I was like, like in like 2010 to like 2014. Yeah. And then opened the food truck right after, which is like the number one thing they tell you not to do in the culinary school. Right. Like, don't try to open a business right outside of school. Now I was like, I heard. Yeah. And then I opened a business. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then I just kind of, man, I hit this, I hit this weird place. I think after just being it, like I thought because I loved food and I loved cooking that that translated into being a restaurateur. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I don't like a lot of the stuff that comes along with yeah. being a restaurateur. Right. There's so many other things you could do with yeah. food, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys are doing it, which is great. And now, especially from doing the podcast and stuff, I, I, I get to meet a lot of people that are doing, you know, talented chefs that are just doing other stuff besides being, you know, yeah. like chefs. Right. <laughs> so when did the comedy come along? When did you uh, go to comedy school? Someone say it hasn't even. <laughs> Someone say we're still waiting. Hey, when's that going to start? That's <laughs> on the plans for next year. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something to work towards. Uh, like 2017-ish. Okay. It's been about six years. Yeah. And the, I mean, it's you sound like a crazy person when you switch midstream like that, you know, to mm-hmm. like all your family and friends. is like, yeah, I, I think I want to do this. Yeah. Because you can... You can go to sc- if you go to school for eight years and you do everything you're supposed to, like you'll be a doctor at the end. Mm-hmm. You can try doing comedy for eight years and just still be terrible <laughs> at the end. You know, there's yeah. there's no set checklist or path or whatever. Yeah. So uh, as I started doing this too, and this is like a lot of comedians needed like a podcast or something. I really wanted. I had a weird like. I felt like I had a weird breakup with the service industry, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I I separated myself from the company, and you know, it was just like I, I want to do this, and then it was just like, how do I keep one foot kind of inside that world and that? And I was like, well, I still have all these relationships with all these people who are still doing stuff, and then yeah. uh, it's just been super fun and blessed. It was weird though because we did start it like right in 2019, so we. Right when we started getting a little bit of steam going, the mm-hmm. entire restaurant industry shut down. Yeah. And so then we got a, I mean, we, we did some interesting stuff during COVID. Like we would do cooking challenges. People would cook at home and then send pictures in and we, we'd vote on a winner and stuff like that. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we kept our bubble pretty, pretty small, you know, but yeah. we'd still get together and podcast most of the time. Very safe the whole time. Yeah. Make some, uh, <laughs> make some calls. We did some phone interviews and stuff yeah. for a while. And then as stuff started opening back up, we'd, we got to talk to a lot of people and it, it was very interesting because a lot of people, you know, it, it was for some people, you know, it was a pivot and, and figured out for some people it was the end of their business. You mm-hmm. know, some people right. uh, transitioned into from doing one thing to another. So it was a very interesting time to like kind of have a food based podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people fell off of food during that time. And, like, sometimes I don't even know who fell off and who didn't, you know. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know what they're doing now, where they're at. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't know. They're just gone one day. You know, yeah. you don't know what happened, you know. And it was also crazy just, like, walking around and seeing, like, you know, I was, like, walking around uh, Fletcher Place. And all of a sudden, there's, like, a smoker outside of Bluebeard. And they're doing, like, mm-hmm. seafood. Or, you know, like, yeah. it was, like, people were just doing anything right. to, to try to figure something. Yeah. So... It, it was it was a wild time and the, and then coming out of it um it's been it's just been crazy for us to like we were did a comedy show one time and then <coughs> we walked outside and there was like a block party and they were like uh oh you're the, the heart of brunch guys it take some hot dogs and and <laughs> there was, was like the best a, day of my life there yeah. was like a, got a hot dog out of it yeah, yeah, yeah it well great. there was a a comedian in front uh from New York who was with us and she was like who are you guys <laughs> like <laughs> we were like the hot dog mafia or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is weird now to see like and not to like pat ourselves on the back but it is weird now to see how Harder Brunch is taking off now because people be like, oh, like, where do I know you from? Like, yeah. oh, you probably see me in comedy. Like, no, that's not <laughs> it. That's not it. <laughs> and then I go, a podcast. What podcast? Oh, Harder Brunch. Yeah. I was like, oh, well. There you go. And it, it, it's fun. Like, but like, I love being a part of this and uh, I'm asking to renew a, another year. 
Yeah, are we renewing our Thad subscription? <laughs> I wanted to ask you in front of everybody. So yeah. Yeah. Put you on the spot. Yeah. I feel like I feel like there was a wedding proposal almost. Yeah. Um, Another yes. six months. He, he didn't, said he yes. didn't say yes. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. All right. Well, yes, we're going to take one week at a time, right? Yeah, this might be my last week, guys. Yeah. It's been this so week, much fun. Week to week for you. Back to comedy. <laughs> what I always thought, and then this is controversial, but I always thought that like. Uh, Marriages should be like that. Like you get married in five year increments, right? <laughs> so from the time you like you, and then it dissolves unless you hit renew, yeah, right? Yeah. So you want to keep this going or yeah, not? you want to you want to re up like for a secret button? No, yeah. you both have to agree, and you both re up for you want to do another yeah. five years with yeah. me, and then you both are good for another five years, and then there's no messy divorce if you just you just have to wait it out. Oh, you know, yeah, and then it, it yeah. just so you don't have to split everything. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the divorce <laughs> price still happens, right? Because you still have to leave each other and split everything. It's an auto divorce, though. It's yeah. an auto yeah. divorce. Yeah. The decision part is easy. Yeah. It's, okay. like, it's like a subscription service yeah. for, for marriage. Yeah. You know? are, you, are you still watching Netflix? Are you still there? Are you still there? Are you still in love? Are you still in love with Susan? <laughs> like, like, can you drop a beat for me there, Sauce Boss? <laughs> Chris Ely, thank you so much for being uh, on the you. program it today. Good. It was super Love fun. Yeah. Um, where can people find uh, all the wonderful Goose products? Uh, you know, smokinggoose.com, goosethemarket.com. Don't forget about that brunch, that pop-up brunch you got coming up, and shop.smokinggoose.com on there. Oh, we yeah. We didn't say didn't anything mention about didn't that. Mention we did a really terrible job yeah. on that one. Pop-up <laughs> brunch coming up. Hey, there is a pop-up brunch coming up. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> Some people don't want to. It's going to be amazing. Uh, we talked about all the meats that's going to be there. Uh, there's not going to be kangaroo, but there. <laughs> you don't know. You don't out. know what we're doing. <laughs> no, no, yeah. There won't. Actually, there won't be any kangaroo, and there won't yeah. be any human. No, there's not no, going to be no any, human. No babies. No, no babies no or uh, teenagers that are about able to vote. Yeah. So what we will be doing is we will be showcasing some wonderful goose products. Saucepot Sack and I will be selling like five different things. We're going to be also partnering with uh, Milkman's daughter. They're going to be making some delicious cocktails and mocktails, and then you can come in and you can also shop and pick up everything that you want to at the smokehouse um chris was saying like you know, there's cheeses that we got Ooh, tin, tin fish tin fish <laughs> yeah you like tin fish come check it out yep. <laughs> and uh also there's like a lot of like cool like cutting boards and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of like cool like high-end like uh condiments and, and and fun stuff like that and one of my favorite parts about the smokehouse you guys have one of the best deals in the city on the the boxed freezer sale. Oh, the yeah. boxed freezer Box sale. Yep. People sleep on that. Yep, That's such a good do. deal. You yep. can load up these boxes. Yep. Um you can try and, to put me out of business. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I get I, I, I go full Jenga Tetris on that. I'm like, how much meat can I <laughs> shove down into this box? You gotta close that top. Yeah. You gotta go close the top. <laughs> it's like Mary Poppins purse by the time I'm done with it. Uh sauce boss Zach. Uh, if you do find yourself wanting some, you know, baby-based, you know, meats, uh, <laughs> I'm starting uh, Goo Goo Baby Pies. Uh, oh, we're doing a pop-up a little later in the month, so <laughs> check that out at Goo Goo Baby Pies. All right. Daddy's this Jake. This is me. I guess uh, <laughs> I'm going into a law firm to sue this guy. Uh, I think what he's doing is wrong. I think you can say it. Yeah. But if you're interested in 17-year-old and above uh, human beings to eat. Oh, I'm done. At Fab McKee, baby. Uh, at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Stick around. Uh, we do have a wonderful Patreon after brunch. Uh, you can go to patreon.com backslash harder brunch. It's only $3. You get access to our extensive after brunch library. It's just a fun comedy show where we talk to our friends and um, get silly. It, we get silly. Um, we'll see you next time. Thank you guys so much. Bye bye. <laughs>